Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're excited to present a conversation with actors Alma Poistai and Juicy Vatanen, the two leads of the NYFF 61 main slate selection, Fallen Leaves, from director Aki Karismaki. Sweet-souled in story, scalpel-sharp in filmmaking precision, this enchanting love story from Finnish virtuoso Aki Kurismaki circles around two financially strapped Helsinkians who keep finding and losing one another in a world that seems to be falling apart. Evoking dark comic romances from his early career, such as Shadows and Paradise in Ariel, the sardonic yet exquisitely melancholic Fallen Leaves devotes its wry, humane gaze to a grocery clerk and a construction laborer who commence an on-again, off-again relationship of extreme tentativeness while seeking employment and stability. As with the greatest of Kurzmaki's films, everyday details register as grand, meaningful cinematic gestures. And while the filmmaker has scrupulously carved another fictive universe out of a handful of specific vivid locations, Fallen Leaves very much takes place in the world we're living in, which makes its surrender to hope all the more affecting. The film was the winner of the jury prize at the 2023 Cannes Film Festival and is Finland's official entry for Best International Feature Film at the 2024 Academy Awards. Fallen Leaves is now playing at Film at Lincoln Center. Get tickets at filmlink.org leaves. Of the iconoclastic Japanese filmmakers who rose to prominence in the 1960s, perhaps none worked as fearlessly and concertedly toward crafting an unapologetically subversive body of work than Kiyo Yoshida. We're proud to present The Radical Cinema of Kiyo Yoshida, a retrospective of the filmmaker's work, running from this Friday, December 1st through December 8th. Don't miss the filmography of one of cinema's greatest rebels. Get tickets now at filmlink.org slash Yoshida. Now please enjoy the conversation between Alma Polistai and Juicy Vatanen. This conversation was moderated by Thomas Lafley of The Rap. Hi, it's so nice to have you here. As nice it is also to have this movie out in the world because I was under the impression a few years ago that Aki Karuzmaki was retiring from filmmaking and then it was a lovely surprise to realize that he was going to have another movie. I'm wondering if was that a surprise for you as well um, when you found out about the project. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having us here and thank you for being here. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> Yay. So um, I think Aki even surprised himself. Uh, by by doing this movie and and certainly it surprised us. Uh, there was a phone phone call one day saying that Aki Kaurismaki would like to meet us for lunch. We got separate phone calls, and and um, I fell off my chair <laughs> right there. That that was not at all on uh, even remotely possible in in my dream world. Uh, and then we met for lunch, and, and Yusi was there, and Aki was there, and he's real. He was uh, a real person, this this <laughs> legend with paint on his hands, and and having this idea of a film. 
in his back pocket and uh, and asked if he wanted to join the the project. And that I guess was the second time we fell off our chairs. <laughs> and here we are, holding on to the chairs. <laughs> And Yuzi, what was your experience from that time when, you know, you got the call and now you met him? Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, I was certainly amazed. It was uh, like a dream you couldn't have. And, uh, well, it, it, at first, Aki didn't, did only have like an idea of a film. And he told us, I guess he roughly told us that these type of characters and and they meet and and then there's something and something and 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 a year later uh, we had the scripts for the first time in our hands and oh boy it was very good scripts amazing amazing moment to read it and can you tell us a little bit about the experience of reading these characters because there is a very particular that pan sense of humor to this movie and all, in all his movies. I'm wondering if you're reading it, if it comes out or if you find it more during the shoot. What, what stood out most when you first read the script? Let me put it that way. Well, as, as, as you saw in the film, Aki is a man of few words. <laughs> and, and, and that same goes with his script. He, by, by saying... A little, he can say a lot, and and he's he's a master in in summarizing things. It's it's like poetry in that sense, and uh, and also he's like master of one-liners. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it it was so fun to read it, and and so it was so ready. Uh, I I I have feeling that there's nothing I need to invent as an actor or made up myself. There was, everything was there. And what was it like for you getting to know Ansa through the script and bringing your bringing your own sensibility to her world? Yeah, well, I agree <laughs> what you said, and 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 I realized reading the script that um, the clues are all there. I just need to learn how to read this very carefully. For example, uh, there's the description of where when she gets the electric bill, and the way that woman finds a solution to it right away. She's he's, she's hands on and pulls that plug, and that says that says volumes about what kind of woman she is. Uh, so there were these kinds of of clues all over the place that to to pick up on, and I, I have the same feeling that there is nothing you need to add. It's it's more. Of actually stripping down and 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 try to be as as pure and honest you can uh, with this work and and well we've grown up seeing his movies so we know what the aesthetic is about and, and what kind of pureness there is to his his world but you just have to find your own way in in there and be brave enough to to let the camera uh, in on that those moments. And in that braveness, I know that he's, you know, an, of course, an old school filmmaker and he shot this on film. I'm wondering if that was a unique sort of experience for you as actors, because when the camera is rolling, everything counts and there, there are chances for endless takes. So what that experience was like for both of you? Yeah, so Aki cuts before he shoots. 
and uh, he told us he prefers to to do it in one shot uh, or one take the the shots. Uh, but he also told us not to rehearse, and that's uh, <laughs> that's a terrifying combination right there. <laughs> but then when you understand why. Uh, because those moments you capture that first and only time that something happens in front of the camera, they become so precious and so honest. And um, as soon as you have to repeat it, there's a little element of fake. You have to pretend it, it never happened, and there's a little layer of that. So if, if we can avoid it, that's superb. He also told us that if we mess it up, then we have two takes, and <laughs> if it's a disaster, we have three. But <laughs> <laughs> But of course, that goes for everyone. It's it's the light, it's the props. Everyone needs to get it right uh, for that first time. So the the concentration on that set was beautiful mm -hmm. and uh, and amazing. And you could see these guys have been working together all for some forty years, so they don't even need to talk to each other. They have this kind of secret language. They just whistle a little or blink, and <laughs> a lamp will shift or the camera will move, and yeah. It was wonderful to visit that that kind of old school uh, filmmaking. Incredible. Uh, I've I've never done a, f uh, a movie on film before, and it, it I, I have to say that it was quite terrifying <laughs> in the beginning to uh, have a chance to work with uh, a living legend and have to do it on first take and. Uh, <laughs> And the film is rolling, and you know it's expensive. And uh, but uh, it, it it was a learning process in in many sense. And and like Alma said, it was a trip to old-fashioned movie making. And it was quite. I, I was like astonished that Aki doesn't use uh, monitoring at all. He 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 just sat by the camera and and observed us. And that that was like uh, like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, I, I thought so, but uh, he was so sure, and and he's been working with his uh, cinema photographer so long mm -hmm. that they have like a joint vision. So, yeah. Um, do you remember what, what what kind of filmmaker is he? Does he give a lot of direction, or does he kind of let you be? And if he talks to you a lot. You did say he's a man of few words. What is the most memorable direction that he gave you? Uh, maybe the easiest and the hardest was that he told us that not to act at all. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, well, we, we didn't rehearse. But of course, there are many like long takes, and the and and the rhythm in those takes is very important because he don't edit that much, so we like went through what happens in the scene. So, like walk there and watch there and say your line and walk away. Like very strict rules how how to portray yourself in 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 that scene. Yeah, if I mean, but then he he kind of leads it up, uh, leaves it up to us to fill it with life. Even though the expression is minimalistic, it's still there's still a beating heart and uh, and kind of realizing as long as you have clarity of thought, that will carry a long way. Uh, and just like 
because the faces tell so much and he lets the audience just watch it and you guys see whatever you need to see and and that's the beauty of, of his films I think that he, he trusts the audience uh, so much as well so there's this kind of combination of him being very exact and then also somehow trusting us then to bring the heart heart yeah. to the the persons the thing that I'm just most you know in love with or one of the things I'm most in love with is the way he layers each of the frames with colors and um, furniture choices and clothing choices there's a vintage quality to the movie if there weren't those signifiers about you know you're hearing about the war on the radio or some some other things I would think oh maybe this is set in the 60s or I don't know when it's set so that timeless quality I'm wondering was helpful to you in any way to tap into because the film also has a very fairy tale-esque um, mood so were you thinking about those layers actively when you were in the scene that how fairy tale-esque and timeless it feels yeah definitely it's, it's a fairy tale and he he plays around with time levels and and somehow suggests to throw logic out the window it's it's not important and for example, you can see the interior of the trains. They're old, but then the trains from the outside are, are new. So this is a very uh, nice fairy tale. Uh, it can be whenever. And then, then of course, you have the, the the war that's going on in Ukraine that puts it in a time and a place. But uh, then the calendar on the wall says 2024. So it's actually a sci-fi movie, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> The only sad thing is that the war is still going on and, uh, well, the way things are heading, it seems to be coming through. Yeah. And I'm wondering because we do... Sorry, if you want to say something. No, no. Um, I'm wondering because we do hear about the war and its process on the radio a number of times, whether you had any conversations around what you were going to hear and what that was going to add to the scene in any given moment. Uh, well, it, it was already in the script. Uh, not precisely what they hear on the radio, but but uh, there was uh, mentions that the war is on the radio, and uh, well, we didn't like uh, talk too much about it. But what we, of course, we had a lot of conversations during shootings, not just about the war, but about society and about the environment and about about films a lot. Aki Aki is like a walking film quiz. And 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 you can't win him. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's it's impossible. Um, I'm sure most of you didn't expect to see Adam Driver slaying <laughs> zombies when you came here tonight on the screen. It's that, a big budget film, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know I've seen this movie three times, and each time that was always a moment for me. Oh right, Adam Driver slaying zombies. So. I'm wondering if you can give us insights into how he layers those ideas of the the movies or the movie posters or the great soundtrack that he's going to use, which is a signature of all his movies. Do you have any insights to that? How he makes those decisions? Uh, well, well, there there was a lot of discussion about the movie posters. I guess th those were like the most important <laughs> decisions in the during the, the during the shoots. Uh, yeah, they, they are telling uh, their own story. 
Yeah, and it feels like he's having a conversation with his own cinematic gods. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's blinking an eye to his masters and uh, and having quite fun fun along the journey. I think they're still discussing those posters. Probably, <laughs> those probably. Yeah. <laughs> Have you actually seen that Jarmusch movie? It's like the. The Dead Don't Die, or the, the, I don't remember his title. Someone yeah, help me. The, 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 the Dead Don't yeah. Die. Have you seen the Jarmusch movie? Uh, not, not yet. <laughs> you, you, you can't it's be honest. On this is not going to leave here. I have a thing with zombies. Um, <laughs> I have to confess, I really try to avoid zombies, but but I, I also really, really want to see that film, but I, I it's an internal struggle. <laughs> And what about some of the soundtrack choices? I want to especially talk about this wonderful band whose name I know I won't be able to pronounce. I can try. Okay, well, I, I need to remember what they were called again. Mustetitut. Very good. No, really? Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't realize that they were actually not only a real band, but they were very popular in Finland. And you can find them on Spotify. So how did they come to be in the movie? singing this really beautiful song well i i guess aki even though he uses like a lot of old music he also also follows a lot what's going on in in music and in films and in 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 literature and and so on and uh i don't know how how did he came up or found the band but but uh it fits perfectly in this film and it's so so great but we you were previously talking about the time layers and that's that's like one of the aspects in that and um, we can tell you that what most of that means in english is uh, spice girls <laughs> 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 I, I love that detail. I, I really do. Um, I really want to bring up this wonderful canine performance, Chaplin. I think, is, is, is it a he or she? Because I think her name is Alma. Her name is Alma, yeah. Like, like yeah. yours. Yes. So please tell us everything that you can about the dog <laughs> because he, like, she's so much of the film and she is wonderful. And in Cannes, there is a special award for dogs. It's called Palm Dog. Alma won second place. I don't know. I think all the dogs are first place winners, but we love her. So just tell us about her. Yeah, what can you say about Alma? I, I adore her. She's she's a wonderful actress. I mean, this is her debut, and uh, she's she's, got she's from Portugal. Yeah, she's from Portugal. She's a street dog from Portugal, and she's Aki's own dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got a very strong sense of rhythm. She's making independent choices that that <laughs> amazed us all, and Steve. even Aki bought them. I guess it helps being the director's dog, perhaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but she, she re- uh, she's got such focus and discipline. I mean, yeah. there's a, a room full of twenty people, and she could really. She was so present in what she was doing. So yeah, basically stealing the scenes every time. <laughs> how, how dare she! <laughs> I think we can take a couple of audience questions. Do you see a hand over there? Hi. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for doing the Q&A. Great film, great Q&A. So I'm just wondering what it's like to carry the cinematic banner for your whole country, in a sense, for one thing, because I think for many people, Karasmaki films are their first, maybe only, glimpse of a, of course not real, but, you know, a sort of fairy tale 
grim or good. Uh, look at Helsinki and the rest of Finland. So that's my first part of the question. The second is, what is it like to carry the banner for a cinematic tradition? Because it seems to me that this connects very well with perhaps the main cut and thrust of Karasmaki's whole career, which is cutting through the routine of a perhaps very depressing existence by getting out of the shell of loneliness, by finding someone else. So what is it like to carry the banner for Finland on the screen? And what is it like to carry the banner for Karasmaki's whole career, in a sense, this, that particular tradition? Who would like to take this one first? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, those are things that you're not thinking while you're uh, filming a movie. And uh, and more or less, every job is just a job. Uh, Of course, this is this this one was a special one, but uh, still, you have to concentrate and 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 do it as best as you can and not to think too much. Uh, but of course, to be a part of Aki's legacy, it is it is huge as a Finn. And uh, I don't know if you have seen previous Aki's films, but if if you remember an actor called Matti Pellonpä, and, and he, he was like a childhood hero for me. And, and to have a chance to... Uh, be on his footsteps, so it's it's something you shouldn't think when you're filming. <laughs> <laughs> when you're filming unrehearsed, you're not allowed to act. You know there are all these rules on film, so I, I understand. No extra pressure needed. Alma, do you have anything to add? Well, if there's someone who hasn't seen an Akikauris Maki movie before, that's all right. And I, I really want to congratulate you because you have so many wonderful things to discover. Uh, yeah, so, and I mean, you're very humbled and very honored, of course, to to be here in New York with this movie and talking to you guys. It's it's surreal and it's it's wonderful. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> we've been touring around Europe and now now in states, and you get a lot of questions about Finland too. So, in a way, in a sense, we are like carrying the banner of Finland and everybody's asking that what is is Finland like this is this Finland like true uh, nature of Finnish people and uh, I guess you can find people like this in Finland but you can find them in New York or in in, in what country ever but if there's something very Finnish in in this film and and maybe in every Aki's films is that uh, uh, for for us Finns, we can share a silent moment, and and to be to be a silent for a while, it's perfectly normal, and we don't need to talk all the time. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's that's like the most Finnish thing in this film. That that's something we wouldn't understand in America at all. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, but you know, to follow up on that. There is also a very specific kind of sense of humor to the film, and most of it is universal, and it's great that it's universal, but there was this one moment where, um, you know, you're like, I'm a tough guy, I don't go to karaoke, and then you are told, well, you can be a tough guy in Denmark, but not in (laughs) Finland. So I I would love to hear the story about that. That sounds like a very inside joke in the movie. Yeah, well, I guess you have to ask Aki, I don't... (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't I don't I I can't say what it's all about. But uh yeah. Holappa likes to portray himself as a tough guy. But it's so so funny that karaoke is very popular in, in Finland. Mm-hmm. I guess Japan and, and Finland are the most karaoke countries in the in the world. <laughs> Somebody both uh uh brought karaoke to Finland in late nine uh, late eighties, early nineties and it totally like boomed. <laughs> But it's, I guess it's something to do with that. Uh, also, like uh, theater and, and amateur theater is also very popular in Finland. And because we have this certain shyness in us, we need the venues to express ourselves. And, uh, and karaoke is perfect for that. I love that. Let's take maybe one or two more questions. Yes. Yes, you. Mike, Mike is coming. Hello. Uh, I was just wondering in regard to Aki's specific aesthetic of how he directs these actors and writes these scripts, screenplays, and you guys having seen the films previously, if there was some sort of maybe fear that you would come off looking like you were pretending to be someone in a Karismaki film because it's so identifiable, uh, and if you were avoiding seeing films again that you'd seen before as to not contaminate your unique interpretation mm-hmm. to, you know, th- these films, you know, all of a sudden I would imagine myself with that streak of light behind me, you know, and this midnight blue and green and velvet. And I think it would kind of mess with, you know, like me trying to be an actor as an individual. I'm wondering on top of that, if he talked to you about like why he chose you guys specifically, you know, um, if there was some quality that he knew that you could, you know, marry your specific technique with his aesthetic. So question about whether he told you why he chose you as actors and also about maybe did you have to disassociate yourself from Karismaki's style so you don't yourself feel like you're acting like someone in a Karismaki film, which is like a, a layered thought, but I, I love the question, I'd if like, I got it correctly. We, we understand the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I did in terms of this was I re-watched all his movies. <laughs> Be- also because I couldn't rehearse, so I needed to do something. I'm a real nerd, and I love preparing. and, and But also to kind of get rid of, of just that thing somehow, because... If, of course, it was not about copying what anyone else had done before, or Kati Ootinen, who is who is a fantastic actress. But I, I couldn't, and I wouldn't, and I shouldn't go near the way she's acting. But what I thought thought about is like so. Then I'm a link in a long chain of of these characters in inhabiting his his universe, and I need to have some kind of connection to the previous ones. Maybe Anza is some kind of distant cousin to to one of them, and kind of finding those those small connections that felt that felt important, and also then it was like kind of grounding yourself into that world. And I, he works in quite a mysterious way, so he didn't really tell us why he chose us. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I totally understand the question. I was I was a bit worried myself before we started. And and I I didn't want to see too many. Uh, I I saw few of his works just to like 
remind me about the genre and the style. Uh, but I, I actually remember having having this discussion with my friend who's all, also an actor. And I was, we were discussing that you, you, uh, the fact that you just can't copy the style. You have to like make it your own somehow. And then we made, made a conclusion together that you just, it, it, it is like a normal acting job. Just the frame uh, which the ac in, in which the actor, uh, the director puts you is quite a strict frame. And you don't have like a lot of uh, space to move around or, or improvise or whatever. So when you can't uh, move like sideways, you have to move like, how do you say it, like... Uh, like deeper, so uh, uh, I sorry, I, my English is not that good. But uh, like, you have to think harder and feel harder and and be more honest. That was quite a like a conclusion which we made then. And Thank you. I think this is a beautiful note to end the conversation on. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We have to run to our next Q and A. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Thank you, Kidos. Thank you. Thank you.